Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. Good to be with you again. So, Dame, what do you make of the? Uh, first of all, let's look at the stats about uh, car sales, where electric vehicles seem to have excelled uh, against uh, diesel vehicles. Does that surprise you? Not really, because I've been hearing a lot in recent months and years about the evolution in electric car vehicle sales. And even when you're walking down the street, you can hear the humming and the buzzing of electric cars as they're driving by. So there does appear to be that ongoing growth in electric cars. And I'm not surprised at all about the growth in electric cars. I believe there is about 80,000 electric cars on Irish roads at the moment, and it was 16,000 sold last year alone. So we're definitely at a kind of a tipping point where electric cars are on the verge of being ready to take over and challenge petrol cars. And as you and your listeners are well aware, the most important thing with electric cars is not necessarily the creation, design and sales of them. It's about having the proper charging points located at key centres around towns, cities and motorways all over Ireland. And you believe that is an issue at the moment? There simply aren't enough of them? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And while they are growing, and I don't, I don't have the exact figures as to how many charging points are there because I know it constantly um, evolves. But I, from what I gather, there needs to be a lot more of the quick charging points. So this would be a place that you could park your car, electric car that is, and it could be really, really quickly charged up fully in about 20 minutes, half an hour at the likes of some petrol station or something as you're stopping on the way to Dublin or Belfast. So they are uh, so, so important to have these super quick charging points because people have to have confidence in their ability to drive and not to be stuck on the side of the road. And hopefully over time, as I'm sure will happen, battery quality and the evolution of car batteries will improve. And that too will feed into the higher confidence level that people should have in electric cars. How difficult uh, is it to learn to drive an electric vehicle? Is it difficult or is it quite easy? It is reasonably easy, I gather. Now, I should state firstly that I've never actually driven an electric car and I've never actually given lessons in an electric car. But speaking to other instructors who I would speak to on a regular basis, driving instructors, that is, they do say it is an absolute pleasure to drive. It is a little bit strange, a slight bit disconcerting with the noise of the car and the fact that they're, you know, they're all automatics. And the engine is a little bit different, um, but it's pretty much the same other than that. Like, it's, it's, there, there is no real difference. And the only real difference is, is that it's, it's better on the environment. But I'm looking forward to, in the future, Alan, as the electric cars come on stream, to, to you know, getting, getting to know them a bit better, researching them some more and giving lessons in them. And it'll happen gradually over time. Now, there are two other issues I'd like to discuss with you as well. First off, the announcement of potentially up to 75 new driving testers. Let's look at that one first off. What do you make of that? Is it going to make an immediate difference to somebody listening to us this morning in County Wexford waiting for their driving test? Well, first of all, it's great to hear that there's more driving testers being taken on. That's great news. It's not going to have an immediate impact. It's not going to have any instant effect. But over the next few months, it will and it, it has to because as the evenings get longer and uh, the, the year goes on, you're able to do more driving tests because of the longer hours, the more, more light in the day. The aim is to get the driving test waiting list down to a, a reasonable level 
level down to a normal level by early 2024. So, so sometime in the first quarter of 2024. Ideally, it should be down to eight weeks to 10 weeks before you get an invite for your driving test. These 75 new testers will, will play a part in that. And I just hope that um, the temporary nature of the contract doesn't discourage people from applying. Um, because I know some driving testers have applied and become testers on a temporary contract, but then it does get renewed then as time goes on. But it's very good news because the current long waiting list is is unacceptable and people deserve uh, certainty. They deserve a quality of service that when they apply for their test, they're going to have it within a, within a certain amount of time. They, they don't, people, learner drivers, they don't want to have it in 10 weeks on the dot. They don't want to have it in 12 weeks. But if they can, if they know that it's only going to be within 8 to 12 weeks, then that's what they deserve because they're taxpayers, they're hardworking taxpayers. A lot of them are young people looking to get on in life and get a full license so that they can uh, go and work and enhance their trade if they're getting an apprentice and all this. And it's it's important that they have confidence in the service, that they get a good, decent service, and being able to get a driving test in a reasonable frame time yeah. is uh, is important for them, and they deserve it. And what are they actually going through here in County Wexford at the moment, Dane? How long has it taken to get a test from the time you apply? It can vary from time to time, but it's about 18 to 22 weeks. And sometimes if the if, if there's a cancellation, the learner driver can log in on the system and they can take that cancellation. So they might get a driving test in, say, 14 or 15 weeks. But on average, in throughout throughout Ireland, the, the waiting the waiting times is about 23, 24 weeks. And there's a number of reasons for that. Like some of it would be a little bit of a hangover from COVID when the waiting list just completely ballooned. There would be issues with some learners turning up not being ready for the test, as in their, their car is not ready. Maybe they, they, they didn't realise their tax was out of date or maybe they had other issues like like an expired NCT or something like that. Um, so there's, there is a number of reasons for it. And um, I just hope with this new news today of 75 new driving examiners being employed that things are finally going in the right direction for driving tests all over Ireland. And the third and final point I'd like to raise with you, and I am going to be speaking to Tom Cullen from the SAMI in just a second, is the uh, potential for between 40 and 50 new NCT testers. Now, that would have a bearing on the, 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 the role you're involved in, the people you're dealing with as well as they learn to drive. Getting the cars across the NCT is crucial from a, an insurance point of view and so many different points of view. Car safety. Absolutely. I mean, this is what this is another issue that's been kind of creeping up over the last number of years. Again, from from COVID, the problem with getting an NCT appointment, and in a strange way, it's it's kind of like it is a test for the car. Driving learn, learners have a test for their driving skills, and and some of the reasons are actually the same for for the delays, like no shows, for example. The NCT will say the aging fleet is an issue because there's a lot more older cars on the on the road now because it can be harder to get UK imports. Um, staff shortages is, is a big thing. It, they find it very hard to get suitable qualified mechanics in Ireland and even in Europe. So they're having to go as far as the likes of the Philippines to get qualified mechanics uh, in to work in the NCT system. But obviously, it goes without saying that having a proper functioning valid NCT service is crucial to the whole learning to drive process because you can't do a driving test in Ireland unless you have a valid NCT. And while there was a little bit of an exception on that where a learner driver could do their test even if their NCT was out of date, as long as it wasn't out of date by three months or more. 
that was a bit of an, an exception that was going on for the last six months. The driving testers have put a stop to that now due to health and safety reasons. And it all comes down to the provider, which is Aplus. And you'd have to wonder, like, are they, re- are they um, fulfilling their duties of the contract that they have to provide an NCT service? And the answer is a big, fat, resounding no. So I hope that the government, whoever's in charge of this area, I believe it's Jack Chambers, I hope that he imposes fines on Aplus and he gives them the proverbial kick in the backside to get their house in order. Because again, people need NCTs. They have to have um, confidence in the service so that they can have an NCT for the driving test, for their own job, and just because they deserve a good service because they're taxpayers as well, and they pay for the service and they deserve a good service. And of course, it's obviously vital for road safety as well and having good, proper functioning um, roadworthy cars on Irish roads. Come on, Alan. Tom, we just heard from Dane Ty, very critical there about the implementation of the NCT, calling for major uh, change in the whole area. Is it something that you would be concerned about as well? Certainly not working as it should anyway. Uh, and I can certainly empathise with what Dane is saying. The, uh, the NCT hasn't functioned for the last couple of years. The, the post-COVID, um, there are hundreds of thousands of tests that have been left outstanding. Um, people are driving around. As you know, a lot of people will use the uh, NCT test as a way in which to diagnose the problems in the vehicle. So they'll go, they'll get the vehicle tested, and then they'll find out what's wrong with it. They'll fix those problems and get it retested. And, and that's common across the world. That's how these test systems work. But So that means that if you don't have your test, people are driving around with potentially unsafe vehicles. So that's not an acceptable situation. And for a state contract, it's really important that this gets resolved. Now, we've obviously seen the NCT have to report, sorry, the RSA and the, have to report on this because they're the body tasked with, uh, with giving the contract. Um, I, I sympathize in some way with the NCT because like ourselves in the industry, we're struggling to find technicians. So that's difficult. The NCT have been bringing in technicians from abroad and that is, that is definitely resolving the situation. That's going on a long time now. Yeah, so the actual impact on the motoring industry is what then? Is it simply that you can't sell cars or you can't buy cars? What's causing the problem? Very, diffi- bringing, very yeah. difficult for our customer relationship because if somebody um, sells a used car to somebody, the customer really relies on the car having an NCT up to date. It's just one of those things that they believe that once it has an NCT, you know, it's, it's, it's a safe vehicle. Now, again, the NCT is, in, in general, it's a, it's, it's a visual test. You know, there's a lot of uh, automated systems in it but in general it's not going to tell you of some really damaging some issues that you can't see with the vehicle but people do take it as a very important part of purchasing a vehicle so it's been very very difficult for the trade to be able to sell vehicles and not have an nct we want to have our ncts on the cars when we sell them to the customers the cars are prepped they're prepared by the garages and then they want to pass them on to the customer with an nct test so it's been very very difficult for our sector too so what do you need or what do you believe now needs to be done immediately uh, tom well, well certainly i think the addition of new staff it has to happen they have to get staff in um, uh, they have to they they have to manage the system so that where where there are a number of re- no shows of tests that certainly the trade can fill those slots so you know a garage can quickly have a vehicle down to the local NCT centre to have that vehicle inspected in the event that there is a no show by a customer who doesn't show up for their test so mm-hmm. and then they have to resolve I mean it's a state contract it's very important that our road safety the safety of our vehicle fleet is maintained and that struggled over the next few years so yes yeah, certainly those technicians um, uh, those jobs need to be filled the tests need the test system we need to see positive impact 
on the uh, number of tests that are going through the system and that those are positive and we have a safer fleet overall. And before I would move away from this, first of all, uh, there has been a train of thought that fully qualified mechanics in garages around Wexford, if they were in a position to do it, could that be, and I'm not just talking about Wexford, but the whole country, is that something that should be looked at or could be looked at? Yeah, I think the turnaround time for it would be difficult, but absolutely. If, if you take the, the testing of commercial vehicles, that's carried out by the, by the motor industry. So we have a contract with the state. Uh, the VTN, CVRT system, is for commercial vehicle road testing. And that works really, really well. And there's plenty of garages in, in Wexford that test commercial vehicles on behalf of the state. The, uh, the industry itself did go for the contract. You know, a couple of decades ago, we did apply for the contract, and we unfortunately weren't successful. It went to SQS at the time, and now it's A+. Or the company carrying out the NCT at the moment. But in the interim situations where problems arrive, like COVID, like staff shortages, there certainly should be an option for the industry to be able to step up and take those vehicles on, test them, and have them out on the road safe. So moving on to the other talking point with you this morning, data from the Society of the Irish Motor Industry. Of course, you are one of the, just to remind people your function within the SAMI because it's a very important one. Oh, what I do. <laughs> a bit of all things to everyone but certainly we provide the statistics for the industry I suppose, I suppose in general we provide an infrastructure to allow the, the yep. garages the after sales etc to be able to, to, to run their businesses 24% of all new cars sold in Ireland during the first three months can plug into the electric car charging network so that means they're either fully electric yep. or plug-in hybrid have they outsold diesel vehicles within that period for the first time? Yeah, we're starting to see a very, you know, a hugely positive trend towards the electrification of the fleet. So as you correctly said, um, 24% of the market now is made up of electric vehicles and hybrid technology. So, you know, the electric vehicle market is around 16% with diesel at 22%. But you've got to remember, pre uh, post-2008, we had 70% of the market with diesel. So we still have, now, now where, as we stand, we have a predominantly petrol market with petrol and electric being uh, combined more than diesel. Diesel is down at, diesel is at 22% uh, of the market now in terms of new car sales. Now, we, we obviously have 2.3 million vehicles in the fleet, a huge number of diesel vehicles within that fleet, particularly since they changed the taxation system in 2008. But we're seeing very, very positive signs in terms of the growth of electric vehicle sales. Um, but you've got to caveat that by saying the market is not where it should be. The new car market should be up at 150,000 a year. You know, we're going to be in around 110,000 cars a year. That's not going to get us enough electric vehicles on the road to be able to meet any type of uh, significant climate change targets in 2030. Again, at the moment, a lot of people, you know, because of the driving experience, because of the low levels of good quality public transport in Ireland, we rely on our cars. And, and for many people, they need a petrol or a diesel car to be able to get them the distances they want to drive. An interesting survey, it was the biggest electric vehicle survey in the world was done recently in Canada, and they found that the majority, almost all people who had electric vehicles also had access to an internal combustion engine vehicle. So they might have bought an electric vehicle, but in the household they had a petrol or a diesel vehicle. Just because of that safety of not, believe, not having the faith in the infrastructure, the range of the vehicle is only getting up to levels now where it's really good. Um, so we have a bit of way to go, and then we, we don't really have an evolved used car fleet. So until such time as we sell a lot, of electric, a lot of electric vehicles, we have a bigger new car market producing a bigger used car market. That's when the numbers will start to really increase. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.